0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to uh, another. Uh, this feels really weird without a microphone in front of my face, without headphones. Uh, this is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft, which um, is going to cause some arguments with this episode. I anticipate that some of you think that we are not at a craft brewery. I assure you that we are. It just may not be a hundred percent local. It's complicated. Yes. Marco, welcome Hello. back to the show. Hello, well, um, glad to be back. Glad thanks for coming through in a in a pinch for me. This was a uh, kind of a last minute. Oh shit, my show that I thought was going to work out didn't work out, and I need to come up with something. I'm very happy to be
1: your in case of emergency
0: <laughs> My text phone to Marco. Friend. Yes, phone <laughs> a friend. I'm very happy to do that. Um, the joke within this, for anybody who listens to the Weekly Pint, knows that almost every single Monday when we are going live on the Weekly Pint, you are picking up takeout food and having a truth. Yes. Here. Yes. This BJs is true. BJs Restaurant Brew House BJs Brew House. What is it officially called here? Do you know? Uh, I think it's just BJ's Brewhouse. BJ's Brewhouse? I think. Yeah, yeah. It's BJ's.
1: So, BJ's in Tri-County. BJ's in Tri-County. Yeah, so the place that I don't work at full-time, uh, let's just call it a municipality of savings, <laughs> is right around the corner from this place. So in order to... Uh, uh, usually my family is already eaten by the time that I, I leave, so I needed to find a place where I could grab some to-go food, and to have a beer is a bonus, and so uh, I certainly try and drink local. So when I come, I uh, I usually have a truth from Rheingeist, and that has been a not just not just something I do. I mean, at this point, it's 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 a habit. Um, it's a tradition. It's a tradition. I love that because it sounds less dirty. Um, so it's a tradition. I'll. I'll Uh, leave from work. I'll pull right into the parking lot. I have my, uh, my earbuds and I, I listen to Scentsy Brewcast and I interact with Scentsy Brewcast and I, and I have my, uh, one or two, uh, drinks and then I I grab my to-go food and and go. And then, uh, I interact with you, um, through, you know, the chat. Right. A couple of times I'll call in, um, depending on if I'm driving and there's something that I feel like I, I, I have, um, a strong opinion on or, or want to interject and uh, thank you for always taking my call uh, but yeah I mean so we're here and um, I agree I, I think there's going to be a lot of listeners who who uh, you know scoff at uh, the the fact that we're here and according to what you had told me that this is
0: technically a craft brewery it's, it's a this is a so I consider this yeah, a tap room yeah. from a craft brewery. It's not; they don't make beer here. Mm. I think they might make their own root beer sometimes. I think they make the root beer here. Um, they, but they don't make any beer here. It comes from one of their other breweries, which I think there's like. I mean, before I, we, I, I before we, before we dive too far into kind of what BJ's yeah, is, let's uh, let's drink a beer because yeah, a beer that's what it. we do. When was the last time you had some of their beer? Maybe 2018. Okay, so a while. Yeah. <laughs> that actually might be about the last time I was here and had some too. So uh, we got a little flight. We have the Light Switch, which is their light lager. Um, kind of the, the beer-tasting beer, I guess, when people come in and want the closest thing to a Bud Light. Although they may actually have bottles of Bud Light here. I don't know. Um, the Hafeweizen, um, the Nutty Burnet, and the Committed, which is like a double IPA, I think. A big IPA. I think it's, yeah, double IPA. I don't know a lot about any of these beers, so let's just let's dive into the, the, the light, I guess, to start things off. Let's do it. Um, I've always kind of enjoyed the beer when I've come here in the past. I don't think it's the best beer in the city by any stretch, but I definitely don't think it's the worst. It's like that. Who is the worst? Um, well, after <laughs> we get done recording, I'll have to make a bunch of marks to edit if we get in that. <laughs> um, when you think of like those stereotypical brew pubs of like the 90s, which this place kind of still is, um, there's those stereotypical styles that you always have on tap, and that's kind of what the tap list always looks like here. They will kick out other styles from time to time, but it's, it's always kind of the same thing.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I know just from coming here and seeing like the table tents where. There is uh, seasonably a new something to offer. Uh, But yes, the the tap list stays very consistent with, you know, a light lager, an an Irish red, a brown,
0: um, an IPA, a pale ale, a stout. uh, The nut brown, which I I love because you don't see it nearly enough around town anymore. Sure. But yes,
1: you're right. It is is very much a, a very consistent tap list, and then they, they throw in seasonably a something. Yeah. You
0: know. What do you think of the light switch? Well, it is what it's supposed to be, right? I mean, it's light. just...
1: It's, it's, uh, the body of the beer is exactly what it's supposed to be. Um, they've been sitting here a little bit, a couple of minutes, so uh, the carbonation level is, is
0: rather light, rather low. That's um, the thing that caught me at first off guard, was that it just isn't as fizzy as I wanted it to be, which...
1: Yeah, but the mm. but the the body of the beer is exactly what it's supposed to be. The taste of the beer is very light and, and almost um, uh, malt and hops are almost uh non recognizable. Yeah.
0: It's a it's very much uh, it's I mean, beer ass beer. It's yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it Which, is. you know, that's sometimes that's what you need. What but... would you got that's like <laughs> real beer? I guess this is it. I don't know. They um, like I mentioned before, they are technically a craft brewery. They are uh, independently owned. They're not owned by some big giant corporation, um, although unless you consider 200 and whatever restaurants across the United States a, corpor- a giant corporation. They um, don't make you know, more beer than is required to fall under that, uh, that, that Sam Adams line, as, as everybody likes to call it, of you know being too big. So they are craft. They've won plenty of awards over the years, even fairly recently. They, they yes. still are winning awards at GABF and uh, yeah. uh, World Beer Cup and like, actual real you know, awards. And uh, Yeah, the bona fides are there, for sure. Um, the biggest thing that I think goes against them is the fact that most of those restaurants across the United States that you go into that you drink their beer is not where the beer comes from. I, I think they've got like seven breweries... Something like that kind of scattered uh, maybe less than that. Now, I, is
1: it? I know there's at least three. I, I, Las Vegas. Um gosh, I I tried looking up in the yeah, maybe five no, or no, six no. minutes that I was waiting for you. I tried looking up where they're at and I know Las Vegas is one and then I and I, I failed, but I feel like at least out of the three, it's sort of a, a stepping stone. Like there's one that's a extremely small group bug, and then true. there's some other ones. Where they're more production, production facility anyway. facilities, which would make sense, right? We have to supply beer to all these places. I have no idea how quickly the beer gets here, or or, or you know how cool unquote, fresh it would be. Right. Um, I mean, the way they transport, I'd have to imagine, is is properly so everything's all cold storage transit. I mean, the the beer is is gonna be the way that it should be when it leaves a production facility when it gets here,
0: right. Right. It's it's interesting to me to watch kind of how they've how they've grown and that yet they still do make their own beer. Like the fact that they didn't at some point kind of flip a switch and say, "You know what, we're going to just pay so and so to to contract brew for us and we'll sell it in our restaurants." And that's surprising yeah. to me.
1: Well, it's uh, they're committed. I mean, you don't do that without without commitment, right? right. I mean, you don't you don't decide that you're gonna to continue to uh, make your own beer and supply all these places and, and have several um, production facilities if you didn't believe in what you were doing. And uh, so, I mean, for that, you know, good on them. Um, and,
0: and just before a pandemic, they opened a second location in Cincinnati. There's more than two, there's, uh, so we've got, this was, Tri-County opened in like 2008, I think somewhere around there um then there's now been one that has opened in hyde park and rookwood yeah there's rookwood. A bj's there there is a bj's down in florence now and there is a bj's up at uh austin landing kind of springboro ish area okay so there's a little pocket here which probably makes a lot of sense for them too as a business that you can send all the beer on the same truck make multiple stops drop it off keep them in these little kind of pockets together at,
1: I was here. I was here um, the week that this location opened.
0: Oh, well, I was too. I, I was here um,
1: with my wife and kids and family from out of town. I'm not going to tell the whole story because it, it it actually it it didn't turn out well. It, <laughs> it, it, the story ends with my wife uh, crying, oh, um, and not about something that I did, about <laughs> an experience here at the restaurant. And you just you nobody is allowed to make my wife cry. Um, <laughs> For, for bad reasons. For good reasons, my kids and myself and all that other stuff. But anyways, it, it didn't end well. Um, she has since been back and the experience has been better. Um, and clearly I've been here um, maybe 50 out of 52 of the past weeks or, or something of the nature. Um, as, as you could go back and, and do a chronological sort of uh, investigation uh, in the weekly pints, I apologize about missing two weeks ago when you came on on Tuesday. (laughs) I I don't know why my alerts are great and then terrible at the same time. I did not realize that uh, the um, Weekly Plank got moved to Tuesday. I knew you were um, camping, uh, which was great. Um, Sorry to hear that you're still uh, waiting for your opportunity to eat a (laughs) cicada.
0: I about which, ate one on the way. up opened my way,
1: windows down. Which, by the way, Pat, which we know is a friend of the friend of ours and friend of, of Cincy Broadcast, uh-huh. she posted on Facebook that she saw a lady at a gas station with a tennis racket, shooing <laughs> away cicadas. I I stopped in the parking lot and I pulled up Facebook, just because I saw there was an alert and it, it was that. And as I was getting out of my car, there was a lady with a badminton racket. Walking in the parking
0: and lot, she carries and it with swat- her as well. Yeah, she carried it with her, swatting away cicadas. That's, I, they just—they don't bother me that much. I don't—I don't understand the need to swat them away so violently. But they're pretty bad
1: around here. I mean, uh-huh. people trying to get in, the get it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so they're. There are people armed with tennis rackets or badminton <laughs> rackets to uh, to make it uh, safely from one destination to the safely, other. Safely,
0: like they're going to do something. Yeah, like, exactly. I haven't seen anybody getting carried away by them or anything no, like that. No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: um, so, but uh, the the experience I've had here has been has been uh, good. Uh, the food has been good.
0: Um, That's, it's always just good. Like I've never had like an incredible experience here. I've never had an incredible meal. I've never really had an incredible beer. It's just always
1: good. So let me ask you though, I mean, you don't live too far from here. You don't make a, you don't make any, um, you don't hide the fact that you live close to right. uh, the Yungo Yim's. Uh, right. So that's not that far from here. No, it's not. far. Uh, so is it a place that you just never think about coming or Has your experience said, ah, you know what? I could go somewhere else.
0: No, we like we definitely if we're going out somewhere, if we're going to dinner, it's usually like the two ends of the spectrum. It's either we just need something really fast, we gotta get our kids fed, or we gotta we just need to eat. Or it's like we want to go somewhere where we can sit down and have a nice meal, something that we don't get to do that often. This kind of middle of the road thing just never is the place that we go. So I, I for was us, gonna just th- where we are right now, I guess, in our lives, yeah. we have eaten here plenty of times. Like if I, if we're getting together with like, like my in-laws, they'll we'll all go out to eat a lot, or did before the world stopped turning. But um, and this was one of those places that every once in a while somebody was like, you know, we should we should go to BJ's because there's something on the menu for everybody. There's beer for me. Yeah, thank you. So like. It just always kind of works. I'm not even going to bother to bleep that one out. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, in earnest,
1: uh, I mean, I... If the weekly pint didn't happen at, at the time that it did, I don't know that I'd stop it right. at that time. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's... Um, I don't know what that says about me and my habits that I actually have to stop and... And, and I get and, that though too. Like get it, get it, get to-go food and, and have a few minutes to settle at the end of my workday. I get that. And and have a beer or two and then grab some to-go food. Um, I I don't know if I would do that if that didn't happen. Um, but I'd do that in one way, shape, or another. I mean, whether it wasn't here or I just drove straight home and right. and you know just I don't know had a different experience, but. But what I would say is that um, I also haven't been to the new location in Rookwood. Right. However, my family has gone to Buca de Beppo's a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I have shopped uh, within the past year at the Rookwood shopping center. Uh, but this seems to be a place that, you know, my, uh, my routine brings me here, but it doesn't
0: take me to that place there. Right. Um, well I don't I don't talk to a lot of people that like you talk to them you' like oh yeah we you know we've gone for our, our weekly dinner at BJ's if you never you know, there has to be people that fall into that category you should go around and start asking people <laughs> when was the last time you were here <laughs> like it's always fairly busy so like there are definitely people eating here but is it? Is it regulars or is it just like, oh, we happen to be at the mall, we need to eat something, there's a place that we can sit down and have a beer. This
1: mall, by the way, is a whole nother topic. Is there anything in the mall
0: still? My God, (laughs) it's like The Walking Dead or something. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Well, uh, like I... Um, mention I live in Fairfield our mall in Fairfield is a little worse than this one so I can't say anything it's worse than this one yeah oh Cincinnati my god. Mills Forest Fair Mall Like, there's nothing oh Fort Sp- oh god yeah. Cincinnati Mills
1: that was amazing I can remember uh Standing in line for three hours so that my daughter could get an autographed picture of Amanda Bynes <laughs> when that mall was crazy busy yeah. and Stephen Barry's was still open. Well,
0: like at that, that remodel stage when it just became... It was amazing. Cincinnati Mills, I guess. It was, or no, the, it became. It was
1: crazy. It was amazing. Like, like yeah. you'd have thought... Um, You'd
0: have thought like Justin Bieber was having a concert there or something. It was amazing. (laughs) You walked, when that mall first reopened with all that remodeling, you would walk through and it was just busy. Like you would, like I'd never seen a mall before. And then you start looking at the stores and it's all these really strange stores. And you're like, okay. All this isn't going to last. Like, this isn't real. Like, this is... They had a supermarket was, in the mall. He was loaded up a mall full they of things. They had a big Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember. And they had a, a kid's playground. Yeah. Right outside the supermarket. Oh, yeah. When... No, even before that playground, if you go down by where the food court was... Yep. Before they remodeled, they had the timeout on the court, which was like an amusement park. And they had putt-putt and a Ferris wheel and all kinds of crap in there. Um, we went way off track <laughs> We did I don't
1: know how many I don't know how many of the listeners are old enough to under under uh, realize I think a that lot of know people what we're talking about no
0: so trivia before we drink another beer. yeah um, Cincinnati Mills Forest Fair Mall was the home of the first craft brewery in Cincinnati. Get out of here. Um, this was predating um, Mount Carmel all that stuff there was a little place called Wallaby Bobs that was open for like less than a year. It was some Australian group that came in and wanted to open these brew pubs all across the country and open one in Forest Fair Mall. Um, they hired the the guy that now owns uh, the little place in St. Bernard, um, the little distillery there, Woodstone Creek. He Before he opened that place, he was the head brewer at this Wallaby Bob's place. Um, the owner's... In Australia, evidently, didn't pay taxes, something like that. He, sh- he showed up for work one day, and there was literally a padlock on the door, so... Uh-oh. They closed. Um, he... Wesley Snipes situation. He went and decided he wanted to open a winery, and he was operating... Um, I think he was operating the winery for a little bit before he decided that... Or before he realized that you could open a distillery, so he opened Ohio's first craft distillery... Like, before anybody else was distilling, he was distilling out of, like, a little place in, like, I can't remember where his original location was, but then he moved into the back of Listerman's, into the, like, the homebrew shop. The back of it was his little winery, his little operation. Wow. Left there and opened up the place in St. Bernard. Well, everybody's uh, all be there now. Well, that's a, that's a whole other show. <laughs> um, let's, let's drink another beer. Yes, let's do it. How about a Hefeweizen? Hefeweizen. Um, again, one of those staple beers that you always expect to see at a at a brew pub. And it smells good. Big, big banana.
1: So, no, I mean... Um, when I was homebrewing and then was... Um, transitioning into a position in um, in craft beer, uh, m- one of my favorite styles was cappivating. Sorry, Lee. And I I even did a whole meeting at the place that I don't work at because we were um, bringing out outdoor furniture as as a as an option for our guests to buy. And I did a whole meeting where I talked about um, experiences, connecting with our guests, and I even talked about having a drink on your outdoor furniture. And I and I described half Bison as um, being able to, to taste uh, liquid sunshine, almost as if you could taste the 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 sunshine and the wheat, and you could you could taste the characteristics of of, of Everything that went into it—you um, yeah. know, the, the the water, the grain, the, the the little bit of bitterness, and the the, the, the taste from from the yeast profile—and it's just, to me, it's it's a wonderful style of beer when done right. You you just—it's refreshing, yet craft. It's 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 just one of my favorite styles because I I feel like that. Even though it's similar in color to the light switch, this has a body, has a flavor, has just what I'm looking for out of
0: a refreshing beverage. Uh, this is a little bit uh, heavier, has a little bit more body than I think I always want out of a half of ice. A half of ice, and it's. Uh, I feel like it's not as crushable as I want it to be. It's good, but it is, um, it's it's thick. She thick, as they would say on Shift Beers. Oh, she, she, <laughs> she thick. She thick. She thick, though. She thick, though. She thick, though. She, she, she chonky. <laughs> not, I have not. little arms. <laughs> if anybody doesn't listen to Shift Beers. You should. Um, pause the show, or you can probably do it while you're listening. Go and search for Shift Beers, and uh, you'll see it. And It's it's funny. Not to get off track, but you listened to this week's, right? I think so. Oh, there's some wonderful... Is that the one where it was just the two of them? Yes. And yeah, one yeah, of yeah. Yes. It yeah. was yes, so just the two of them. Yeah.
1: And one of them has just one something that the other one has two somethings of that they cover. It's just one something.
0: Test- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Test- they, they made one reference to that in another episode at one point. And yeah. if you've ever looked at, uh, at Chris's... Well, he might have changed his... Instagram handle was like one nugget, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and one and one of them wipes
1: sitting down, and one of them wipes standing up.
0: I'm not wrong. That's just the way I heard. it. That's just just the the little things you learn when you listen to the show. <laughs> Correct. Uh, if only somebody had a podcast to talk about Cincinnati beer. Podcast. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's, that's a really idea. Idea. That's a do that.
1: Wonderful idea. Um, yes, a show a show that told um, their version of the way they heard or the truth about Cincinnati Craft Beer Podcast, the consequence is that those people tell their version. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, and so, you know what? <laughs> to call I'm going to call some people. <laughs> I, I'm going to text. I'm going to call some people. And, uh, yeah, well, that's cool. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to say
0: Hefeweizen. Luke's not here to step on my mm. face, so I'm going to say Hefeweizen. Um, it's, you know, when I was a, uh, a growing up craft beer drinker, we always called them heffies. Uh, you know, to try the hefy. That doesn't work if it's Hefe. It just sounds weird. Yeah. Hayfie. Did you try the Hefe? Yeah. Um... And people always look at you strange when you order a Hefeweizen. But, I mean, I can't argue with the fact that that's probably how it's actually pronounced. Um, So going back to uh, kind of the bigger picture of BJ's and who they are. um, The company started, like, in the late 70s, 78 maybe, something like that. It was a pizza restaurant. Um... And they started opening these little these little pizza places. The the BJ's stands for best joint. It's the, the best best joint. Not not that kind of joint. Although really? I guess it could have been. I think they did start in like Colorado.
1: That's underwhelming. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> but in the uh, in the mid nineties, they started brewing beer and changed it over into this kind of brew pub idea, which was. Um, not uncommon at that time, there were lots of a lot, lots of that happening between you know Rock Bottom, Gordon Biersch, uh, BJ's, all all of those places were these big these big chains of brew pubs all across the uh, um, all across the country, and most of those big chains have disappeared from the landscape of craft beer because. Uh, in my opinion, and maybe that's what we can talk about next, is why do places like Gordon Beer's Rock Bottom fail and yet a place like BJ's manages to survive even though craft beer is is clearly what people want? What is it about craft beer that people want, too? I mean, why... So, I... I do find that interesting. Uh, the
1: only time I've ever had any beer from Gordon Beer is when I was in an airport. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, it was is fun as hell. I mean, any any craft beer drinker um, that's in an airport is going to find the closest place to have a craft beer, no matter the time of day. Right? Oh I yeah, mean, it's yeah. me like, eight in the morning. And eight in the morning, getting on a plane. You're on vacation or or whatever it is. You know, you gotta you gotta find some uh, craft beer. And so I had Gordon Birch, um, uh, at an airport, um, on my way to the Austin airport, um, for my mom's 70th birthday, enjoyed the time there, flew back, took a nap and then went to, um, Sondra Brewing's Oktoberfest, so that was 2019, that didn't happen 2020. but uh, the beer was the beer was fine. Beer was great, actually. I, I enjoyed it. Um, as far as a place like Rock Bottom, I mean, the only experience I can speak to is the the one time I was ever at Rock Bottom, which uh, the service was terrible. I, I got really <laughs> upset. Um, upset to the point where. And, because I'm in retail, because I've been in the food industry, because I, I work in craft beer, all these things. I, I tried never, never, never to make any waves, but I was so upset about my experience. The manager gave me his cell phone number and told me to to call him if I was heading up that way. Um, and then as we were leaving, uh, there was a rat uh, in the restaurant. And uh, now, I mean, it's, it was right there on Fountain Square, yeah. and I would imagine the fountain attracts rats but anyways um it, it it was it was um not great um now i will say the fact that they had a pepper beer
0: on i love because <laughs> I, I i love a pepper beer that was the, i that was a regular for them too yes it was like three alarm or something like that i don't, I don't remember, feel like it was called i agree it was a regular i think actually what it is is um, so
1: many places, and this isn't just craft beer chains themselves, right. but I think chains in general um, have a way of settling into what they are and then just not really changing from that. Now, I'm not saying BJ's Brew House has necessarily changed, but the BJ's Brew House we're sitting in, and I would imagine the BJ's Brew House that's in Rookwood, I would imagine the BJ's Brew House that's in Florence. Uh, These are these are very clean, very up-to-date looking establishments. Um, this is a place where you, you. This this is not a hole in the wall. This is not a dive bar. This is this is a nice place. This is better than you know a. Um, this is a better
0: atmosphere than a Applebee's. You know, but, but but going on that same idea though, like there are a lot of craft breweries that are a hole in the wall. And that almost thrive being a hole in the wall and that like and, and maybe maybe i'm looking at it too much I but they're going the after a different customer beer. it's i mean this is a restaurant it's not a brewery I, yeah this
1: this is going after the, the fact that they have craft beer they're not looking for the craft beer folks that are are looking to stand in line for the latest pastry stout or the haze boy or get the you know Ridiculous, over-the-top, enamel-eating sour. Right. This is a place where they're looking to gather um, that that crowd who wants to have good pub food. And oh, by the way, they 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 make air quotes their own beer. And it's not made here, but it is made somewhere. Right. They make their own beer.
0: And and I think those are separate. Do you think that? They have to start looking at that different if they want this to keep surviving, though. I mean, you can get packaged beer to go here now. That, yes, you can. You, that didn't used to be that way. That's that's within the last couple of years that's happened. I think I read something about them wanting to do like a subscription beer service, something like that, um, in the last year or so, trying to kind of get people to sign on to get their beer delivered. I don't. I don't. Clearly, they're even the fact that they work a grand crew into their seasonal lineup, or like a a big giant. uh, I think they have have triple IPA IPA or or something. The fact that they're doing those things says that it's not just about being a place where you can get good beer with your your pub food. Like it's it is about something more. The fact that you can get I don't know if it's still this way, but I remember when they opened, they had some really great Belgian beers up there, like in the, in bottles that you could get. Like that's, you don't just, it's taking an extra step beyond what I think you do if it's just about making a, a chain brew pub. I, clearly I, I
1: who knows what the future holds for, for a chain like this. Uh, but they're catering enough to attract a crowd, whether it be from the craft beers or the wine, or the fact that they have a, a, a full liquor. I mean, they
0: are... Um, You've got a lot of craft breweries, I'm making air quotes, places that fall into that other category of what we know as craft breweries that are pushing themselves closer to a model like this. And then you have places like this that are trying to pull themselves into a model that's a little closer to what those places are. Like It's this, this weird... Everybody's trying to find this place in the middle where you can have the best of both worlds. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It is a struggle, right? Because
1: you want a restaurant to be profitable, and then you want a brewery to be profitable, right? And what what everybody's trying to do is find a way to make both happen, right? To make what you are happen, and I think knowing who you are and you talk about this a lot like knowing who you are or understanding your identity yeah uh, that's extremely important in it but i think what they what they say is you know what our identity is we're going to be a place that brews our own beer this is our brand and we're going to have food and we're going to be in high traffic areas that's the other thing this rent cannot be cheap i don't care how dead this mall is this it wasn't rent,
0: dead when they opened, that's for no, sure. And
1: and Rookwood is not dead either. Right. Like, and so you gotta pay that rent. And craft breweries, a lot of these places that, that want to make it, they're not they're they're not high they're not taking prime right. real estate. That's just outside of, of realistic for them. And so this place has got to cater to a wide variety of people, right? a, a mass and a regular uh, I don't mean a regular crowd but I mean a crowd that's willing to come here for lunch a crowd that's willing to come here for dinner a crowd that says hey you know this is better than Applebee's or a right. crowd that says you know I'm it, this isn't we're, we're not going to Eddie Merlot's but we're not going to Applebee's right and I, I'm not shitting on Applebee's and, and, and most of them are closed in the area there's one in Westchester and they employ people in the area too so right. I, I'm not knocking them what I'm knocking
0: is the fact that they don't seem to even Applebee's though, is the easy target of like that well stereotypical kind they, of chain It's chain, yeah. right? It's chain. It's it's Benigan's when
1: we were kids, right? Yeah. We're
0: not that far off
1: in age, I imagine. I'm only ten years older than you are. Um, but I mean Bennigan's was a thing when I was a kid and Benegins went away. I mean and so that unfortunately that's that's the root of some of these other chains and it seems like at least this Place has been able to navigate that so far.
0: I I can't decide if if BJ's went away if it would bother me or not. Like it it was sad when Rock Bottom closed, not because I, I needed Rock Bottom's beer or I needed Rock Bottom's food. Rock Bottom when they closed it was sad because of kind of the place in. It was more symbolic. Yeah, sim when when Cincinnati beer was starting they were one of the first places that that, that opened up and see i didn't know that history and i and i didn't i didn't really care that much and and just the location too on fountain square it was the one of the places that everybody saw when they gave did anything go in that um space yet i don't know yeah, yeah. i haven't been down there to see i i just
1: i i didn't take it the same way and 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 i don't want to see anybody lose their job right. and that's unfortunate you know of course i mean just like i said with with chain restaurants. They all employ people. And that's the other thing, too. When we talk about craft beer, we talk about drink local, we talk about not macro and all these other things. You know what? I have friends who have family. I have uh, who make big beer. Well,
0: especially living where we do, you've got a massive, massive brewery up in Trenton that makes a ton of beer. They employ something like Six hundred people or something up there. That that might be an outdated number, but a ton of people up there making a ton of beer, and yet we're quick to 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 shit on big beer. I I think in my head, I'm trying to figure out if I would be sad if BJ's just disappeared tomorrow. I again, I mean, uh... or if I just wouldn't really notice. when people talk about... My so, habits would change. Sure. I don't know if I'd be sad
1: then. I'd be sad for the employees. I really... I don't think I'd miss the place. Right.
0: Because
1: uh, there's probably somewhere else I could go between my drive from, you know, the min, right. m, municipality of savings and my house. And I could get a truth Right. if I wanted.
0: Yeah, probably. there's I think there's a bowling alley over there. You could probably get a truth. I could probably do. (laughs) It's it is interesting though. Like people are fairly quick to talk about places like BrewDog or Platform or places in Cincinnati that aren't breweries. They're not making their own beer. They're they're not really local. I, They're a tap room, and people are quick to wrap them into the craft beer conversation. Don't get me started on
1: BrewDog, man. I mean, but
0: well, that's a whole different because of some of the oh stuff that. Oh my God! There we'll was one episode week,
1: where we were up to like one in the morning, or started at twelve thirty, where I started to go into it, and because I was up waiting for you since nine p.m., <laughs> and then I think we started at twelve thirty or something. I don't think I put or articulated all my thoughts into that. And then there's some new news that came out recently right. about Brew Dog that we really can't get into right now, especially since we only have, like, a taster and a half of beer. But don't get me started on those guys. Hey. Be honest. And, and and look, hey, James and Martin, if you want my help, call me. I'm happy to <laughs> happy you, to discuss it. Show, you want to sponsor the show, If you want to sponsor the show. And it's not... It's just, I'm just raising
0: the question. I'm not knocking them when I I go to talk about it. But why why is it that people, and I'll just say locally, people in Cincinnati, when they talk about craft beer, why do they bring up places like BrewDog or Platform? Yeah, thank you. But not a place like BJ's. What is the difference to the average well, craft all, beer drinker? They don't.
1: What I think is that to the, to the people that um, to the craft beer enthusiast, okay, um, they clearly know Blue Dog is trying to. Assimilate into the community Right
0: BJ's is not That's a good point BJ's is not BJ's is just BJ's BJ's is your restaurant um, They don't care They don't care if they exist here Or if they exist 100 miles to the west No, and they're not getting involved In any
1: of the minutia That craft beer gets involved in But BrewDog Very, very in-your-face tries to Right. Putting a sign up in their thing, like, like,
0: what does it say, Pendleton? Some, the good ship Pendleton, or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, who
1: says that?
0: <laughs> well, when, any, they, when they open, people are like, "What's Pendleton?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, who says that?
1: But th- that's my opinion. Is that they're trying, they're trying, they're trying to um, ingratiate themselves
0: in that way. And yeah. BJ's is not. B- BJ's is just trying to be BJ's. That's it. I mean, do you think that's it? Because even like, if I go going back to Rock Bottom, they did have some kind of a presence in the local beer scene, even if it was only years ago when they were when things were smaller. Um, that might have gone away over time, but um, they were part of the the craft beer community, whereas a place like BJ's never really has been. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what the difference is. I think it has a a lot to do with it. I mean,
1: I, I really do. Um, I, um, You know, at least Rock Bottom would, would participate in some of the things, yeah. like since he Craft Beer Week or whatever, right. like, I don't know, 2016, 17, whatever it was, which it's a shame um, that that wasn't something that could be perpetuated, um, but... They wanted to be involved. Yeah. DJ's, uh, it, they,
0: they don't. It, it doesn't. They not, never. They never would have, even if they had they, existed they here at the time. Because
1: they don't brew beer here, right? At this location, right? They brew their own beer, but not here, right? So it, it's it. They're they're not they're not trying in the way that that BrewDog is. The BrewDog the dog here collaborated with Son they don't brew there
0: right
1: and that's fine and great for the Saunders folk you know love what Sonder's doing but you know it was more of a collaboration with the the latte that they did with country boy was the you know the right what was it a white ale with uh some yeah, weird little, shit in it that they yeah. did with uh uh brew dog.
0: Dog. yeah But I think you, I think you hit on it there with the uh, the community aspect. I something that I had never really, I don't know why it never occurred to me that that's probably the really secret behind it all is that this BJ is like right now. If you sit here, it could be anywhere, and as a business they operate like they could be anywhere. If this closed tomorrow, it wouldn't wouldn't even like register to the company, they would just focus somewhere else and just move on in it. Like, it, I don't know. Um, Nutty Brunette, before I finish this beer, we should talk yep. about it. Yeah, um, me too.
1: We're uh, we're about halfway, three quarters through Nutty Brunette.
0: Uh, it's brown. It's, it's good. Um, it's brown. It's not as good as I remember it being, but it's good. It's a uh, throwback style for me, you know. Um, the nut Browns. We're always one of those, uh, those styles. It was one of those styles that I flocked to early when I was a craft beer drinker. We, one of the first styles that we homebrewed when we started homebrewing. And if you went to one of those stereotypical brew pubs at the time, there was always an Up Brown. And that's, you know, just, it reminds me of early craft beer drinking, I think. First beer that I ever
1: homebrewed was an Amber, American Amber. Mm-hmm. Second beer I ever homebrewed
0: was a, uh, a Scottish ale. The first one I ever did solo, which i find myself, um, not with friends and stuff, was a uh, Dunkelweizen, and um, it was okay. <laughs> 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 that was also the last style I ever homebrewed, was a Dunkelweizen. Uh, we brewed it when we first moved into our house that we're in now. Um, which was 2012, and I think I still have three bottles of it left. Oh, my! <laughs> a Dunkle bison. <laughs> I didn't realize you'd been in that
1: house that long. That's great,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, it, I don't know, I don't know why I
1: would have <laughs> we've known each other for a few years, but I don't know why I I don't know. I I, I don't know why I would have thought that you had moved there more recently. No, I, I we got
0: know. we got married and. 2011, uh, bought our house in 2012, and then had our first kid 2017, and after that I don't remember anything.
1: <laughs> it's, been, it's been chaos since then. <laughs> well, you've got a lot of recordings to help you remember some of that stuff. That's right.
0: <laughs> uh, last beer. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Committed, double IPA. Is double it a IPA. Double? This is a double. 8.6 uh, percent. 95 IBUs, and that's all I know about it because that's all they tell me. Let's do it. They do have a pretty intense beer menu. So I was only looking at... the one. So on one side of the menu, they have cocktails and wine, and they have a section at the top just of their beers. Uh-huh. When you flip it over, they have a full beer menu of all the crap that they have. Wow. Um, and there's Which a lot of Which I have stuff. a truth
1: as well. I have a truth on
0: the side. So I'm, a, I'm having a... A side truth. So under, um, this is going a little, not what we're drinking, but under the uh, Brewmaster selection, which I guess is like the special release stuff, they have three beers listed under there. An Imperial Red IPA, which okay, Uh, they have a hazy IPA called Zany Zitrus, that's clever, (laughs) and then a Silver Bock a what? Silver Bach. Silver. Bach? Silver. Silver Bach. Um, oh, and at the top it says "New BJ's Silver Bach Trademark." Now on tap to celebrate twenty-five years of brewing award-winning craft beer. Okay, let's get it. Let's have one. Yeah, we're gonna need to try that. Let's do it. They have a good good beer list, though. So we know what this one's actually called. Committed. Oh, committed. That's right. Yeah, it's called committed. So, so okay. Yeah, it's MBA. it's
1: fine. And um, I mean, in fairness to to VJs, it's been sitting here since we since we started. So it's it's room temperature, which I don't hate. I don't. Hate it. I, don't I don't. I don't mind that at all. Um, the carbonation is gone but I mean it's been sitting here that whole time um, the the malt and the hops come through um, it's it's a it's an IPA it's clear um,
0: the, the clarity is there um, I, I'm fine with it it's I, when you're in and grant said this is a this is a chain I don't know how much they pay attention to kind of the The craft beer scenes of the cities that they're in like if you're in a city like cincinnati or probably in a handful of other cities that you have you know brew pubs if you're gonna put out an ipa you're you got to know what you're competing against or or do you maybe you don't maybe if somebody's sitting down here for dinner they don't really care they i i drink big ipas that are eight and a half percent that's that's exactly what i want doesn't matter because I'm going to have my pizza and my pizzuki, and I'm going to be out of here. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't know how much they pay attention to it because, again, they're they're just trying to stay in their own lane, right? right. They're they're just. Um, I don't know how much market research they do into deciding whether a town wants a, another craft brewery or if they're looking for.
0: Opportunities in the. Um, do they look at it more fight. like opening a restaurant, or they look at it more I think like so? I, I
1: I would have to imagine they do. Uh, look at it more as opening a restaurant, and they know that you know they have their offerings. They have you know some macro offerings. Right. They have bottle offerings. They have wine. They have liquor. You know, I, I think they probably look at it more from that aspect. And and I also think that way, too, because of just what we talked about before, which is they're not trying to, to <laughs> dig into or ingratiate themselves in the in the cracker community. They're, they're trying to, to run their space.
0: Right. You know? So what is interesting about them that I don't know the science behind it is that they don't all use the same name some of the locations are bj's brew house some of them are just bj's some of them are bj's pizza yeah some of them, like they have these different names yep and i would be really curious to know like how they figure out what each location is going to be yeah and why I mean, that, that's something
1: that can probably i mean that can probably be found out online i would imagine that it has to do with the size or scope of, of the, the physical the space. restaurant, yeah. You know, if, it's, if it's just going to be a small pizza pub versus an all-in-all out, you know, pretty big restaurant. This is a pretty big restaurant. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. And can, can we also talk to the fact that you know, this is really great to, after the year, year and a half we've been through, you know, Coming out to a place, it's busy, it's bustling, you know, the, the servers are busy, the, 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 the bar staff's busy, and, you know, we're here, you know, face to face. This is fantastic. I mean, we're coming off of last weekend, um, Valley Vineyard Cellar Dweller had their um, uh, beer wine festival. Oh my God, we were
0: overrun <laughs> with people. <laughs> people are just so ready to to get back out there. People are getting their vaccines and feeling good about being out again and it's then. it's awesome. I
1: mean, we were just just bombarded with with patrons and it was so awesome. It's wow. it, it was exhausting. I'm still exhausted because I did the festival and I and I, you know, cleaned up afterwards a little bit and then I went back to work for the place that I don't work for full-time and you know it's just been it's just been this giant hamster wheel um since then which which is great yeah (laughs) Yeah, so I'm just I'm just happy and I think a lot of other places I would imagine are, are feeling the same thing like we weren't the only festival that weekend we just happened to be planning it and the the all clear from the Right. You know, from the government came out, and and we just hit timing right. But I think High Green had something going on. and, yeah. You know, I mean, there was stuff going on downtown. There was stuff going on in municipal. There there was stuff going on all over the place. So okay. I imagine that you know this is this is this past weekend was a really welcome open doors and and just flooding of people yeah. flocking to 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 partake in
0: things that they just couldn't do for such a long time right I'm curious to how a place like this did throughout all of that I mean clearly they survived but um, if they got heavier takeout orders than some of the other kind of chain restaurants around um, I don't know I we could we could go down a whole other rabbit hole there of why people are kind of attached to maybe a place like this versus an Applebee's, but um, I don't know. I, I'm happy that they're here. I like DJs. I think that if I'm forced to sit down and have a beer at some kind of a chain place, this is definitely towards the top of places that I, I feel good about sitting down and, and having a beer at because they are a craft brewery. And that is, I, that is the one thing that I want people to understand from listening to this is um, when you talk about that fringe of what Cincy Craft is, to me, if you're, especially if you're going to lump in places like Platform or BrewDog or whoever, else, North High, whoever else, this is as much of a, uh, a piece of the local beer community as they are. So um, show them a little bit of respect. Go out and have a beer, have a bazooki because they're freaking delicious, and yeah, (laughs) yeah. And and to that,
1: to that same regard, I uh, I think this year. So before before twenty twenty, maybe twenty seventeen. I forget twenty eighteen. I just I made a decision that I was going to drink only small independent crafters. Right. And and I, I I used to drink the heck out of um, highlights. I mean, like, I would collect the... the this was back when you could um, collect um, uh, codes right. and send them in online and you could get merch and all that other stuff. I drank the heck out of it. Um, but what 2020 has made me remember is that everybody who works there has a job everybody who works there needs the job everybody who works at all these places deserves to be able to earn the money keep the job and and provide for their family and and look we can talk about how i feel about the product we could talk about whether you know it's delicious or not delicious we could talk about whether it's
0: it's, it, it's small beer, big beer. Right. I don't care. What I do care is about people. Well, it's as much as you know. I, I I may not care about or maybe actively not be as in love with places like Bud or Molson Coors or whatever they're calling themselves, you know, today. Well, they're evil. Um, but but that doesn't mean their employees are. But I feel good that if they're going to exist, that they've got a brewery in Trenton. Like that I like that. And that's that's a strange thing to kind of wrap your head around of why. Like why would I prefer it to be here versus somewhere else if I don't if I don't somehow care about their beer. Um I don't well, know. I also think, I, okay,
1: so it's maybe 2017, 2018, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings with my wife and, and they had a large group, so my wife's involved in community theater and The whole group went to a wing place, a a giant chain wing place, and they they said, you know, I I I was talking to somebody else and my wife said, Yeah, he'll have that. It was the the special, the beer special of the month. And so the beer came and I drank it and I stopped and I looked at my what the heck was that? (laughs) She goes, Well it was Bud Light. I was like, Ever, <laughs> ever do that for me ever again? I don't want that ever again. But that doesn't mean that I, I, I again, that you know everybody that works there they deserve a job and all that. Yeah. I mean I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna praise the the, the fact that they make every beer taste the same. No, nobody compliments McDonald's on how their hamburger tastes, no, right? No, they don't. It's... They're not winning awards for their hamburgers, but they make them the same every time. It, but Still, again, I respect the people that work there.
0: I appreciate the science that got them to that point to that, be able to make things the same. But at this point, if you're Budweiser, all you have to do is come in and type some shit into a computer and you know, it's going to make that beer taste exactly you have to the same go in. somewhere else. If you're
1: the person responsible, That's you true. can you do that iPad. on your yeah. phone. Yeah. So, anyway, um, you know... Good on everybody love peace taco grease whatever um you know we're here and <laughs> this is where uh one of those spongebob transitions should come in because
0: i gotta hit the head <laughs> well that's fine we are we're right in an hour so um thank you guys for listening to another episode this one was different i hope it doesn't sound like crap we are using some different technology to try to uh, not look like goobers sitting in the corner of a restaurant with microphones in front of us. So, I, don't, um, I don't know. <laughs> hopefully hopefully <laughs> it sounds okay. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, next week. Is that the show although, you
1: schedule with me? Next week again?
0: Um, I don't even remember what next week is. Oh, no. Next week is a fun one. Next week, I'm, I hesitate to ever say what the next episode is if I don't already have it recorded. No. We're at Pinball Garage in Hamilton. Oh, in Hamilton. Yeah. I can't tell you why I'm there, but we're at, at Pinball Garage. No, I can because I think it gets announced tomorrow. We're, we're talking with the Sonder guys and Pinball Garage about uh, Wizard Mode. Oh my god, what but, are the Sonder guys not and, doing? And now I have to watch and make sure that it's actually getting announced tomorrow or else Jesus. I have to bleep all that out. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean God, the Sonder guys are just on a on a
0: tear. I mean, uh, col- float, the collaboration idea is just good that's guys. who they, they are this year.
1: They they relaunched uh, Blanc, uh, Root Beer Float, um, Blue Ice Cream country boys if any year
0: is going to be the year of like collaborating with other people shouldn't it be this year like finally getting back out there and be like we missed everybody let's let's hang out um and sonder
1: and and very happy to hear about some news coming from sonder from a personnel's perspective not going to talk about it on air we can talk about it off air talk
0: about it soon Well, we're going to pee and get some more beer, and we'll see you guys next week. Sensi Brewcast. Take care, everybody. The voice of Sensi (laughs) Craft.